Okay. Hi, everyone. So let me begin this, um, this meditation with a bit of a biographical material. I, I hope it'll all make sense eventually. Okay, so pretty much every single day, from about the age of 11 to 19, I played street hockey. I used to um, rush home from school, back to the street I used to live on, and join the, the throng of kids already playing. And uh, always to my chagrin, by the way, since uh, many of them were already there. And that's because my school was a, was a little further away from our neighborhood than theirs was. Anyway, there was usually about a dozen of us, but often actually even more than that. Now, we'd play from about 3.30 to 5.30. I say 5.30 because that's when we'd get the call from some open window somewhere to, to come home for dinner. So we'd all eat as fast as possible. Then back out we all went to play for several more hours until it just got too dark to see the ball. But I gotta mention that I was lucky enough to have the goalie as a next-door neighbor because he and I would stay out even later and play under a, a narrow streetlight, which stayed on all night. Okay, now, here's the thing. There was never any adult supervision. In fact, I hardly ever saw any parents at all. No, we were left totally unsupervised, left to our own rules and negotiations. And as exhilarating as that was, it wasn't always pretty, which is something those of you know who are of a certain age. I mean, I don't think I ever came home those nights without shins and knees and elbows full of scrapes and blood. And not to mention all the fights that happened. It was a real war out there, you know, Lord of the Flies-like. But as rough and tumble as it was, I gotta say, it was an absolutely joyful and educational and healthy way to spend a childhood. Okay, well, here's the thing. When I go back to that neighborhood today to visit my family, I don't see anyone on that street. There's not a kid to be found anywhere. And you could hear a penny drop. Now, the thing is, I know this neighborhood is full of families, so it's not like kids don't live there. Well, so where are they? Well, Presumably, they're mostly inside. Now, this phenomenon clearly isn't unique to, to my old neighborhood. No, it's, of course, everywhere now. Kids just aren't playing outside. And we know where they are instead. They're mostly on devices inside their homes. Or, if they are outside, it's within the confines of modern artificial parks where they're heavily supervised by their parents. So, what's happened? Well, to say nothing of the um, inward sucking power of technology, what's happened is that we've become a culture of safety and overprotection. That's to say, we make sure that everything our kids do is mapped out, regulated, and safe. Now, on the one hand, it's not a bad instinct to want to protect children, obviously. But here's the thing. I think sometimes we do it more for us than for them. What I mean is that it just doesn't ultimately benefit a child to be overprotected to the extent that we're doing it today. No, it, it makes them, well, it makes them weaker as they grow older. I mean, we know from several major studies that there's a strong connection between coddling and overprotecting children and the onset of later anxiety and oversensitivity issues. And that just makes sense. And that's because if you're always watching out over your kids, 
and shielding them from, from everything and doing their, their navigating and their negotiating for them. Then eventually, when they have to face the world alone, they're going to be in for quite a, a devastating shock. Everything will appear difficult and, and uncomfortable for them. They'll feel impacted by every little thing and they'll take offense to it. So, I don't think it's controversial to say that children, in their youth, need some amount of, of genuine freedom and, and space in order to develop a sense of self-direction and autonomy. And what's more, they need to, to be allowed to be somewhat exposed to the world and to its difficulties so that they grow in strength and resiliency. All of this stuff clearly benefits them later in their lives. In other words, to be allowed to face some degree of discomfort and, and challenge in our youth makes us stronger, healthier adults. Okay, well, why the heck am I talking about this? Well, here's the thing. Because it's the exact same thing with ideas. That is, we weaken ourselves if we don't allow for the expression of ideas, however uncomfortable they may be to us. That's to say, it's not in our best interest to live in a world where we live in a, in a protective bubble, insulated from speech that's disagreeable to us. No, what truly benefits us, what makes us stronger, is if we allow for and open ourselves up to those very things. Again, even if we find some of them reprehensible. Now, I think there are many reasons for this, but let me just mention one. And actually, it comes from something the, the philosopher John Stuart Mill said in his great work on liberty. So what he says there is basically that even if we're right about something, even if what we believe is in fact true, and what someone else is saying is, is manifestly false, we shouldn't silence them. No, instead of running away from a false or disagreeable view, or, or calling for a, a person's head if they try to voice it, we should instead allow them to express themselves and to try to talk to them about what it is they're saying. Now, what's Mill's reason for this? Well, it's that by listening to a view that's contrary to our own, again, even if it's wrong, we begin to think more deeply and comprehensibly about the view that we ourselves hold. In other words, as Mill says, we need the opportunity to earnestly contest our views against others in order to fully understand why it is what we hold is true or right. And this benefits us, of course, as it gives us not only greater justification for our views, but it enlivens those views, making them more vital in our lives. But conversely, this is why silencing others and insulating ourselves from from controversial ideas makes us weaker because it prevents us from truly understanding what it is we believe and it impedes the growth inside of us of any real heartfelt conviction. So, well, what can I say but a genuine thanks to all that opposition and all those uh, scrapes I was allowed to experience way back when? All I know is that it definitely made me a better player than I otherwise would have been had I shied away from it all. <laughs>